Hi, Kevin. Dr. Jason Halleck, Chief Medical Officer at SOC Telemed. And what we're seeing is a digital divide surrounding uh, many issues around access and accessibility. Many hospitals cannot run effective broadband connections in various hospital rooms, uh, and as well as rural hospitals do have problems uh, even with broadband internet. Uh, not the least of which uh, of the problems is around construction in hospitals, which was not done with broadband in mind. Uh, we're also seeing uh, patients have access problems at home, uh, again, due to broadband issues, uh, Wi-Fi or uh, data plans with uh, cell phones and other accessory devices. This causes a great number of problems with access to some of even uh, data from the basic uh, monitoring devices like glucose monitoring for, for diabetes patients and uh, digital scales for patients with, with heart failure. Our vision is for telemedicine uh, to have additional investment in the future, just like what we did with other healthcare infrastructures uh, in days past. Uh, I think by investing uh, real money into infrastructure uh, around telemedicine will allow uh, virtual care to expand in the future. It frankly won't take as much uh, money as building out our physical hospitals in the past, and it's the current challenge uh, that our industry is dealing with. This has been the most exciting time in medicine's history. COVID certainly was an external disruptor and everyone has been talking about it. It's fair to say that the genie's out of the bottle at this point. Beyond home visits, telemedicine's role in the hospital has been well established in the past and is now expanding rapidly. It makes patients feel safe and safe to come back to hospitals. During COVID, it helped just about everyone, including the sickest patients in the hospital, as intensive care doctors were able to be mobilized in a matter of days to help hospitals in crisis. Telemedicine also gave patients convenient access to their doctors from the safety of their home. There's literally lots of data going everywhere now, data or even the entirety of your health records. And now we add on top of that audio and video interactions. It's really gotten quite complex. Issues that we deal with are federal and state regulations, as well as the interoperability with third parties. Around three years ago, and quite a long time before COVID, we began a journey to lead the industry in data protection standards for our organization. We've become certified, and again, we need to invest in the infrastructure to protect patients, uh, their health records, uh, and their personal data. There are a lot of interesting facts to consider uh, when dealing with staffing shortages for our physician workforce. The American Association of Medical Colleges predicts that there's gonna be a shortfall of up to 139,000 physicians by 2033. That's just a little over a decade in the future. Now there's a range there and it could be as low as 54,000 or as high as 139,000. And without getting too far into the numbers, over half of those will be specialist physicians. But if you've ever waited to see a specialist or even your general practitioner doctor, sometimes months uh, for an appointment, you know what I'm talking about. Not to mention the American population is aging and so are its doctors. 
we typically make up for that shortfall by training foreign trained doctors here in the United States and many of them will stay. And I can hardly comment on what the future of that is going to look like now. So having outlined this, the impact is clear. Telehealth and telemedicine allows us to equalize geographical barriers and shortages. It's also a powerful tool going forward to allow doctors to be very efficient in treating patients. We look forward to a day where we no longer call it telehealth or digital health and simply it becomes healthcare.